From Sandwich Community TV, I'm Manx Techie Magyar, and this is Blindside. The entire audio interviews that I've cut to make my short form video documentaries. In the winter of 2017, myself and Payson Tickham spoke with Mr. T's co-owner, Heidi Tradier, about their auto body shop and what makes them special. All right, Heidi, so you're good to go whenever. So if you want to talk about a little bit on the history of Mr. T's Auto Shop. Sure. Um, and the building was built and made in 1950s. It was part of the old Mashpee uh, garage. Uh, we purchased it in 1986. And we've been here for 31 years. We renovated doors and electricity and brought in our own lifts and bays and made it more uh, useful to our auto repair shop. What got, what got you guys in the business, like originally? Uh, my husband, Terry, who's our, my co-partner in this business, uh, he started in the Coast Guard. He worked on the Coast Guard cutter uh, in, the, in the Boston area. What, what's the cutter? It's the, it was called the Coast Guard Cutter Sherman. Okay. Yeah, in 1974, I believe it was. And uh, so he started in the engine room. And prior to that, he worked for his uncle out in North Adams in his auto repair garage when he was a teenager. So his love of auto repair, engines, and motors just kind of grew from there. So he's and like always been in it. Always, always been, been in it, it. <laughs> yeah. And when he left there, he started working for Tracy Subaru when he was uh, in his early 20s. Decided one day, he came home and told me he wanted to open up his own shop. So we worked at home for a couple of years while we were in the process of purchasing this shop in Mashpee. How does that, if so working in your own home, is it kind of, do you have to get a license, get all like the registration, or is it, was it kind of? We were pretty lucky. We didn't have many neighbors. <laughs> oh, so, you <laughs> so we did it kind of on, you know, knowing that we had to put a purchase uh, sales price on this building here. And so we were just kind of temporary there. So our neighbors were really good to us and the town was really good to us. So uh, we just kind of stuck out there for a couple of years and then transferred into this shop, which uh, it was quite a shock because we weren't on a main road. And then once we came on a main road, then all of a sudden there was day-to-day -day phone calls and business and everything you had to do. Which um, is nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice change. Yeah, because at home you were pretty isolated. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And is it your, the home that you worked in, is it the same home you live in now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, we live in Sandwich and we're only a couple of miles away. But my husband passed this building for I don't know how many times, and he came home one day and says, I want you to see something. Put me in the car, drove down here, and this shop was abandoned, and it really looked bad. And it was probably abandoned for about five years. The doors were boarded up and everything. So uh, I said, really, you want to purchase this? He goes, yep, I want to purchase this. It's going to be called Mr. T's Auto Repair. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Started the ball rolling, and we just kind of went from there. I've been here for 31 years now. Wow, that's not just to see like an abandoned building to have that vision and then uh, today, here it is. Yeah, I know. I mean, uh, it's changed a little bit, but not too much. I mean, we, we took the gas pumps out that were here when it was the original Mashpee garage. Um, we still have some of the old people still come by and see us. We had the previous, previous owner stop by and he's passed away now, but... Uh, was he, he thrilled to see the, the building? He was. Back he up? was ecstatic. He Especially was ecstatic. since there was, it was, was it a gas station previously? Before? It was Mashpee Garage Mash and it had the gas and uh, people kind of hung out here with their coffee and donuts and chatted about the, the politics and everything else that went on in Mashpee. And, um, but it, it, it kind of just grew from there and people still come by and say, oh, I remember this place. And so it's kind of fun. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So if you can talk a little bit about the present day, I guess. 
I mean, as an auto body shop, obviously you work on cars, but maybe yeah. anything specialized or... Yeah, I mean, cars way. have come so fast from the 30 years we've been here before. It was doing tires and doing brakes. Now you have everything that's um, basically electronic, computerized. You have um, internet type of things in your car. You have networks in your car now. So my husband and uh, our technician, Jonathan, our foreman here, they have been going to training for 25, 30 years, you know, through the course of my husband's life too. So times have changed. We do diagnostic repairs now, which was relates to check engine lights and uh, those hard to do type of things. Is that okay? Yeah. Do you want to? You can take that. Yeah. You're okay. Good morning, Mr. Tease. This is Heidi. Can I help you? Oh, hey, Jan. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. What's up? What can I do for you? We do. I don't have anything right now. Um, I don't know because I don't know anything about them. I would have to ask Terry Jan to see if he would. Uh, can you stop by and chat with him about it? Yeah, why don't you stop by and chat with Terry? I mean, as long as he thinks he can sell it, then, you know, I'll go from there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've sold, I've sold crazier things, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so stop by and I'll, and I'll chat with you. Okay, take care. Yeah, bye-bye. One of my customers wants me to sell her motorcycle. Oh, cool. I don't, I've never sold a motorcycle. I mean, I, we have one, but I don't know enough about them. Don't show it to Terry. <laughs> yeah, she almost got killed on it. So. Wow. Is that yeah. why she's selling it? Yeah. 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 I'm done. Okay. I put some older tools out there. Okay. I guess the building for you to take a look at, see if you or T got any interest in the year or the shop. Okay. Whatever. If not, I'll track them. Okay. I only got like three or four of everything, so. Okay. I'll let them know. Somehow I inherited one. There's an edger out there, like a lawn edger. I don't know if you all know. Okay. Well, Taki might need it for his. Mason may need it. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to lift in the corner there against the building, and I left some pieces of wood there if T wants them for cribbing. Okay. If not, let me know. I'll, I'll just chuck them. Okay. If not, right. okay. Thanks. Cool. So, yeah, we can just jump right back into it. Okay. If you want to go back and talk about, uh, again, what you guys do here. Yeah. So we do a lot of emission repairs and diagnostic uh, repairs. When a person's check engine light comes on and they've gone to dealerships or other garages and they're at a point where they can't find anyone, we do those hard to resolve problems. And that's kind of what my husband is noted for is figuring out the difficult you know, problems to uh, repair. Um, we're emissions repair certified shop. So if you go to an emissions station and get a sticker and you fail that sticker, you have to come to an emissions repair shop to have it done so the state sees that it's been done properly. That's what we do. So there's not many in the, uh, on the Cape and there's not many in the state and you have to be trained twice a year. You have to go continual classes and that's what we, that's what we kind of go to is I'm, doing the what's, diagnostic. What's the emissions? What is that? Is that kind of a, a level? Or? Yeah, uh, it's called an L1 license and you have to be L1 certified through a, um, a auto repair type of um, degree it's called ASC and it, ASC stands for automotive service excellence and my husband is a master certified technician and Jonathan is too 
uh, our foreman. So they both have gone to ASC uh, courses in different um, levels. So they're a ma uh, master certified and my husband's L1. And the L1 is to repair emission failures. Uh, so if you go get a sticker and you have that dreaded check engine light on, right. that's what they go to training for. Figure out what yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you want to talk a little bit of Sorry, did you need to jump in on something? Oh. He's just watching oh. me, so he's going to make fun of me. <laughs> no, no. I, mean, I just don't want to be in the way here. <laughs> um, yeah, if you want to, I mean, again, I think the biggest thing, if we can talk about it, what makes Mr. T's different than the rest of the Yeah, okay. Um, I think we're different uh, from a lot of different repair shops because we have that training. We have diagnostics tools. We get the manufacturer's tools. So I don't go online and buy the $99 scan tool. Uh, our scan tools run into the thousands of dollars. Uh, we have software systems um, that we have to pay royalty fees to once a year. And we have almost every one of those software systems, scan tools. Um, we've been doing that for about 20 years now. And it's called Onboard Diagnostics. That's what OBD uh, 2 stands for. And that is what's changed the, the way cars are now. So everything now is uh, digitized, electronic, computerized. And um, so if you think you're going down the street and someone's uh, check engine light comes on, I can tell you how fast you went. I can tell you when you slow down. Um, that's how police can kind of redo their you know, crime scene if there was an accident. Um, so I can tell you that with all the computers that we have. That's so neat. it's, it's kind of it's cool, yeah. you know. And um, I, I think because my husband enjoys it and Jonathan, our foreman, in, enjoys it, um, it's something that they just progressively learn about. So, uh, and every time I turn around, I have to go get a new scan tool because something has changed in, let's say, the Chrysler world or the Honda world. And we work almost on every car here. Mm -hmm. um, so we don't differentiate from just working on one model and one brand. We do most everything. Cool. So, and then we do brakes, which are now very electronic. So it isn't just putting pads and rotors on. You have to take the scan tools and you have to tell the brake system that it's got new brakes on it, um, that it's electronic. Um, we do a lot of uh, ABS problems, uh, anti-lock brake systems. We do a lot of that. That's all computerized. So we have to retrain the car after we've taken those parts off. With the computer system. Yeah. With the computer, so yeah. How does your husband like, and the other people work here, do they enjoy that kind of progress? That like, cars are not just, yeah. you know, they're becoming more computerized. Yeah, they do. It's a challenge. It's a big challenge to stay on top of because as soon as you think you have something resolved or solved or know about, they'll change it the next year or two to the next new model. So if you have a, a 2010 or a 2012 Honda Accord in 2015-16, they've already changed it. So then you're into the next new world of the computer and the electronics. Like in some cars, when you have to change their oil, there's not a dipstick. So a Mercedes or a BMW, you have to take a scan tool and then talk to the car to find out how much oil's in the car. <laughs> So, same with transmissions. How, how would you check that if you weren't, like, as a mechanic? Like, if you're just a regular, you, you couldn't. You couldn't. Wow. You can't do it by yourself. That's annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's what kind of the car manufacturers are going to these cars now that people can't work on them in the, on their own garage. You can even check your own oils in, in some different makes and models. And that's what's frustrating people. But I think when a person goes out and purchases a brand new car, you should probably do a little homework just saying, you know, does it have this system in it? Does it have spare tire or is it run flat tires, which means there is no spare tire. So um, a lot of people don't, uh, I probably want to know that for 
for whatever reason because it gets very costly and other people are just they want to know what they're getting into when they purchase a new car right, right. you know um cool so i mean do you have any questions you got oh that's pretty crazy though about the i i mean that's does it because of those new um the way that manufacturers are building the cars now is that is that a decision from the manufacturer that they want the cars serviced more by service mm -hmm. like is there is there something the is there communication there yeah the, the manufacturer wants you to go back to them you know yeah. they, they want you to be their ever forever customer and when your car gets four or five years old, they want you to then purchase another car of the same brand, you know, and so on. They want you to be a loyal customer, which is fine, but most people don't have the means or the time to go to a dealership or they think they're too expensive. And that's why we kind of stay in the trade of, of keeping up with the knowledge, the technology, so we can be more of that person to go to versus going to always to a dealership. And there's nothing wrong with a dealership. It's just that people just tend not to go back there after they purchased a car after a couple of years. But the manufacturer has lost money, so they, they make these little annoyances for all of us uh, to, uh, you can't check your oil without a uh, scan tool. That's crazy. You know? yeah. And it's like if, if you purchased, uh, let's say, a window motor, and you had to put your own window motor in, and you, let's say that you could do that, and it doesn't work after you put it in. You have to have a scan tool to tell the car that you put a new window motor in in order for that window to go up and down. So it makes technology uh, difficult in the auto repair world now. Right, right. Well, it's kind of nice because it makes you guys more valuable versus, not that people yeah. shouldn't learn about their own mechanics stuff, but it's nice that yeah. there's more of a need now. Well, I think we invite people into the shop you know, to, to show them that because sometimes, you know, let's say, you know, you're an, you're an elder customer and you don't have the means of researching that type of thing and you don't know anything about it. They're saying, oh, you're, you know, person's trying to oversell me, overcharge me, but that's truly what they have to do. You have to take the computer, sync it to that new motor and make it work, you know? Oh, that's super valuable, actually, because there is that awful stigmatism of, yep. you know, unclarity between mechanics yeah. and because you're you're at the mercy of someone else's knowledge. yeah and so it is nice when you can have that relationship where you can say come on come yeah i actually invite them in here That's and cool. we get the the lift you know the car up on the lift i actually invite and i in actually enjoy that you know because i'm the layman term person of explaining a car where my husband and jonathan are the technical people so sometimes you either get too technical or too you know, I'm too, like, way down here. <laughs> not that I don't consider myself not to know everything about the car, but when I look at my husband or Jonathan I'm going, you tell them now the technical portion of it, but keep it simple, you know, mm -hmm. so uh, people can relate to it. Well, I think, yeah, I always appreciate the, the lame in terms of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. From yeah. My, from my, uh, and I, I've always enjoyed that, especially people um, more female, one-on-one -on -one with a female, and, and you're just talking about, like, why you need tires. You know, and you bring them in here, and you know the the tires bald, and they, they want to like, you know, how did it get bald? And and I can tell them that, you know, so it's it's, it's cool. But I like it. I like that part of it where you can bring people in here. You know, Great. it's more hands on. Yeah, awesome. more hands on. Um, maybe if if you have just as a final statement, not like I guess talking about the the passion or the why you guys really enjoy being here, like being a local business or yeah. kind of working in Mashpee Sandwich area. If you want to just sure, find, like, sure. summarize that. I yeah. know it's kind of a lot to do. Yeah. Well, I'm past president of the Mashpee Chamber of Commerce, 
And when I first moved into the town of Mashpee, I didn't really know anybody, so I, I got involved in the community. I uh, got involved with the senior center and the town hall and you know the, the, the garden down the street, which is a hobby of mine. And my husband and I really just liked the town of Mashpee. Uh, they opened us with open arms. And then we live in Sandwich. And it's funny, when you work in a place, you tend to lose grasp of where you live. So I started getting involved in the Sandwich Chamber of Commerce and got to know a lot of the people in the village of Sandwich is so beautiful. I've been living here for 30 something years and just really never took in that beauty. And, but the people are just as great. And um, so I think just being involved in the community says a lot for a business, but also too, I think people give to us every single day doing their car repairs. We give back to the kids, the seniors, and that's what we enjoy. That's what we enjoy. You can go to Mr. T's Auto Repair Shop on 446 Main Street in Mashpee, Massachusetts. They pride themselves on customer service and transparency within the automotive repair industry. Blindside is a sandwich community TV podcast. Subscribe to us on your favorite platform or visit us directly at www.sandwichcommunitytv.org so you can stay up to date with all the newest content. Thanks for listening.